clinical disclaimer. This podcast is focused on education and entertainment. While we love to help and teach, it is not meant to be used as a replacement for clinical services. If you are experiencing significant relationship issues or major concerns in your sexual, physical, or mental health, please seek the services of a professional provider near you. Welcome to the University of Pleasure, where we have sexual conversation to help build a happier nation. I'm Dr. Tara Jansen, licensed psychologist and certified sex therapist. And I'm Jeremiah James, and I'm just a guy who likes talking about sex. You had to think about it there for a second. You almost said this again, and I saw you. You could even no. hear the pause. Total lie. You're lie. If you could, if, if, if our feel... audience could see your face. <laughs> well, now I feel hyper vigilant about keeping all of my verbalizations a complete even tone. Yeah, just gonna... or else I draw criticism and critique. There so. was no. Uh, it was not about tone. It was about the words. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Em- emphasis. <laughs> And we're back, folks. Good to see you again, Doc, as always. Today's going to be something interesting, something new, something to keep you on your toes. Kind of uh, got a new game to play. What do you think, huh? Hmm? You ready? I mean, I'm nervous excited. You're nervous excited? As I always am (laughs) when we do one of your ideas. Well, we hope everyone out there in the University of Pleasure Universe is doing well. We hope you're all safe and healthy and uh, taking care of each other and getting vaccinated and all that so we can all see each other in person. Um, Past that, no announcements about announcements today. We're just going to jump in to... All right. Well, is it like that? Good. Thank thank God. It's, I feel like it's progress. You know, sometimes we just wait till the thing is ready to be announced. <laughs> okay, well, fine, progress. Fine. So, <laughs> today's episode. I, like your, I love your disdain for the idea of progress. <laughs> progress. <laughs> I don't, listen, when you've evolved as far as I have, you know, progress can be a little bit aggravating. You know what I mean? Like when you've climbed so high on the ladder, <sighs> like knowing yeah. that there might be a couple more rungs, it's like, do I need it? Do I need to go that high? I mean, to be so elevated. Unequivocally, I could say yes. Yes, I think I would say keep climbing. (laughs) Oh, I see. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Okay. That one stung a little. That's fine. (laughs) All right. Well, today's episode. Don't set me up if you don't want me to go there. (laughs) (laughs) Touche. Touche, Doc. Touche. So today, something new a new segment here at the University of Pleasure. And I'm not just going to use this segment to torture the doc. We're going to do a mutual bit of torturing here. So I'm going to start... Or beautiful collaboration and dialogue. You know, it could be... That could also be an outcome. That sounds so lame. I'm sorry. That sounds (laughs) so lame. Beautiful collaboration and dialogue. That's like Uh, it came to me organically. This is why this podcast has become so contentious between you and I. (laughs) (laughs) Just we're not seeing eye to eye, Doc. We got to get on the same page here. (laughs) What are we trying to get across? Okay. All right. This is called Google Roulette. Basically, what we're going to do 
is we're going to type a sexual phrase into the old Google machine. And then on the third rung down, I'm going to say third rung down, we're going to pick whatever's third on the list of mm -hmm. Google suggestions. All right. Does that sound fair? Third rung down, Doc? So we're, I want to understand. So I think what we're doing is like we're picking my understanding pre-recording, by the way, everybody. Oh, right. Just go ahead and that? break the illusion. <laughs> I will break the illusion. Um, I don't think anyone has the illusion that we're well organized. Um, <laughs> the uh, We're going to type in a beginning of a phrase that's and, right like you do on google right like yeah. you're gonna write something like the sexiest things are and then to see what the drop downs are that's right right okay, okay. and then we're gonna and talk about it all right yeah i we didn't talk about us being tied into the one on the third because you know that might really but let's do it I, it's roulette so i mean you know, that's I why i was saying roulette because neither of us know you can't just go pick it if you got 50 choices that drop down you can't just go and pick the like the one you like the best if we just say it's third you know then it's just you got a deal right okay so unless it's super boring but all right well if we'll it's try. super boring we'll play another we'll play another round okay go for it man i mean you're really go just throwing so much shade on this idea right now <laughs> <laughs> i'm ter i don't enjoy gambling <laughs> <laughs> I clearly do not understand the rules of roulette. So. Clearly here. Clearly. Okay. So I'm going to pull up the old Google machine. Pick a phrase, Doc. Any phrase you would like to say. I'm going to start the phrase and the pop down shall begin. Go ahead and pick a phrase. The best sexual. Dot, dot. Third one down. The best sexual assault lawyers. Oh, shit. <laughs> I told you this would be fun. Oh, God. Well, that sucked. Yeah. <laughs> How about fourth? What's fourth? Just all right. Let's... All right. All right. I'm going to give you, I'm going to do fourth down. All right. So, well, I'm going to go through all one through four and uh, you get to pick. Okay. How about that? All right. Modify the Fine. game we'll do it as we go. Because sexual assault lawyers, a <laughs> little bit on the heavier side. Okay? So Yeah. I mean, I would also, like, I would say uh, get referrals from yes. people and people that have had help. By the way, as an aside, to answer, I don't know what to say about that, but I would assume that getting good referrals from people that they have good reputations would be important and doing your research. I agree. Aside. I agree. All right. So top four are the best sexual enhancement pills, the best sexual health clinic, Liverpool, <laughs> the best sexual assault lawyers, and number four, the best sexual enhancement drugs. Ooh, let's talk about actually, those. you know, well, should, we, should we say let's five? Just... Five might be a good one for you. The best sexual, the best, what is the best female enhancement pills? Because, you know, we've talked oh, about yeah, dick let's pills. Talk about that. Let's talk about that. That's yeah. great. You're right. So we've talked about male enhancement pills. We've talked about it. We even had, remember, Sam came on for a could have been better sex story, and they were injecting stuff into their wieners and, like, all kinds of crazy stuff, right? 
Well, I mean, they were, yeah, I mean, I don't know that is that crazy. They were basically just using what would be like an injectable version of like Viagra or Cialis. I mean, it was a, it's a different drug, but it's still like to help with erectile functioning. Well, Although it's... when I think of enhancement as an aside, like I think of those as like erectile. I mean, I guess that technically enhances her, but when I think of enhancement, I think of like, like lengthening, growing, growth. Are there things that make it grow? Well, that's really... People buy a lot of that. I don't think that the research is super sound. On I mean, that. I wasn't saying it like I would go buy any of it if it did yeah. that. I'm but just saying like. But we, but can we talk about female enhancement? Yes. All right. So drugs? in the Google roulette, we're going to talk about, we change the rules up on the fly because that's how we are here at the University of Pleasure. We like to learn as we're going. Right? Zero plans. Zero plans. <laughs> <laughs> what is the best female enhancement pills? Can I talk about that? Yeah, let's hit it. I didn't even know. If, do so, they exist? Yeah. So that's why I'd be a good one to talk about. I wouldn't have even thought to talk about that as a specific one. So this is a fun game. See? Look at that. Um, Told you you'd like it. Um. Uh, okay. There is, when I think about like female sexual enhancement, right? Like I'm presuming what somebody might be looking at is like, what are, what are like sort of medical like pills or things like that, that might enhance things like drive often drive is what people are trying to enhance, like okay. sex drive, okay. sexual interest, sure. um, maybe possibly sensitivity, maybe to help orgasm be easier or something like that is possible but more often than not when i have people asking me and a reminder full disclosure i am not a medical doctor please ask these questions to a medical doctor right because i'm not somebody that's going to be able to speak about the way that certain drugs work for things like that but what i can say is that people when they're often seeking um uh medication around a sexual concern it usually has to do with low libido okay and there's and there is a lot of misconceptions that low libido, particularly in women, and I would say it's usually more focused on cisgender women, has to do with like hormonal imbalances or some type of like chemical issue. All right. And what I would say is that a lot of the drugs that have like, A, that hormonal, that there's, there's some myths around that, right? A lot of times to increase somebody's, um, it is true that testosterone can increase test, uh, uh, can increase sex drive. That's okay. true. And that's, but that's right. for men, right? That's well, just... here, yeah, here's the thing. Testosterone can increase it, but sometimes the level that someone would need to increase their drive would maybe be the same level that someone take, would take to masculinize their body. What? Right. So like it's it's really not a viable option. Right. Like you oftentimes now don't get me wrong. Like if you're concerned about your hormone levels, get them checked. Right. Talk to a doctor. But a lot of times with desire and libido, it's really multidynamic. And we've talked about that before. There's a lot of things that can play a role in sexual desire. So, for instance, stress, fatigue, illness. These are all things that can reduce sex drive. So even just looking at hormones is often that's not like some magic pill. And while testosterone indeed can, in, you know, because ever like women have like cisgender women, right? Typically people or people that are um, birth assigned female and maybe aren't taking other type of hormone therapies, right? Typically have estrogen, not always, but typically have estrogen and testosterone in their body okay. to some, right? They have both. Sure. And 
enhancing testosterone, generally speaking for anybody, can, not always, can increase sex drive. But the level at which you would need to take that, like so for instance, I work with transmasculine people, so people that are maybe trans men that are transitioning from being birth assigned female to male or mas a masculine identity. So they might take hormone therapy, meaning they may actually begin testosterone, and they might report increases in sex drive. Not always, but it's a common side effect that someone might describe when they begin taking testosterone, but they're literally taking enough of it to begin like masculinizing their bodies. Right. Their body starts to change and right. become more, more manly. Right. So like subtle shifts. By the way, was that the right like words? I didn't mean to. I, I, I want an honest, honest question. I said make them more manly. Is that is that improper? Um, probably not. <laughs> okay, that's why. That's why. I, hey, listen. You, I didn't actually catch that. Thank okay. you for asking. That's why no, I wanted to ask because I, I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it in a way to be disrespectful. But every once in a while, you know, I I, I don't have the I, right verb verbiology, you know. Uh, I think that you know I probably wouldn't say more manly only because there are a lot of like. Not to get too deep in the weeds here, right? But there are a lot of different ways to be masculine that, you know, are outside of like this stereotypical idea so and ideals. Because here, here's something I want to say, and this is a bit of a sidetrack, but I kind of want to get on this really quick. You know, uh, there's a lot of things out there. A lot of people I talk to, they, they're very afraid, as am I at times, as the Jeremiah James, of saying the wrong words in that way. And I think, you know, just, a, you know, want to just say like, you know, it's important to, I think, ask those questions because no, I'm I, happy you asked. Yeah, because I don't, I don't really know, and I, and it just, it came yeah. out of my mouth, and then all of a sudden I was like, oh, but I didn't want to hurt anybody in the process that might be listening, or you know what I mean, our millions of fans out there, but you know, so manly wouldn't be the right word. Yeah, I mean, I think like, and and I appreciate you saying that. And by the way, like language is always something, you know, and we're kind of in the middle of, if people haven't noticed, sort of a gender revolution and redefining what gender is and what it looks like and what it means. And so along with that, language is really changing and it's really evolving in the meaning with that. And that it's, means well, that- It's evolving fast, Doc, because, you know, is, like right? as and of so, yesterday, I think I know, but then today there's a new terminology that yeah. I might have screwed it up and I don't want to hurt yeah. people's and feelings, so especially because say, I tell you, it takes so much- I could never imagine. I know we're going on a sidetrack tangent here, but I, I could never imagine the idea of the emotional, the emotional strength and 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 whatnot it would take to transition and to to what someone would have to go through to make these decisions in their lives. Like I just think they're like the bravest humans. Like I just I couldn't even imagine. So like the last thing I want to do is to ever belittle that kind of uh, th anything that you would talk about in that world. So that was why I was asking. Okay. Well, I, I appreciate it. And I think it's, I think to uh, your point, right? Like by no means, right? Because language is constantly changing and evolving because we're always trying to figure out what language means and language shifts, you know, when we realize that maybe it's problematic or harmful or has attachments that aren't very useful. Um, you know, I wouldn't say that I always like am like the expert either, right? Like sometimes like I use language that I think is language that more people than not would find reasonable appropriate, and then I find out I'm wrong, right? And then all I can do is be like, oh, hey, let me be more respectful, right? And I don't think it's as big a deal sometimes as people feel like, well, I use the wrong language. I can't ever make anybody happy. And it's like, well, just ask the person in front of you. And if you find out that it doesn't feel respectful, then, you know, like any other common courtesy, 
be respectful. <laughs> like it's, All right. it's real. I think people make it overly complicated, but I appreciate you asking that because I think it's it, it, those, some of that stuff can be a little bit uh, tricky at times. And again, I wouldn't actually say that I'm like, the the language like police that knows yeah, the exact but you, right you're, language you know you're a professional and you work with folks that are uh you know going through these difficult times up down left right center you know and you know so i, yeah. I, I will always defer to you in that way but anyway thank you for explaining yeah, that to me well, thank you for hearing me doc let's get back to female yeah. enhancement pills great okay well as an aside part of my point was you know i think it's always more important to defer to the individual experiencing it and that's always the best rule of thumb. All right. um, but anyway, so in terms of that, right, like there's a lot of sort of misconception about like what we can do medically. And so like to enhance drive. Right. And so they've also used certain types of like not just playing around with hormones, but like, hey, like um, I think Wellbutrin is a medication that, you know, has been known to pop up sex drive possibly a little bit. People have experimented with that. People have experimented. Oh, Addy. Is that what it's called? Addy? I'm going to get in trouble because I don't remember what it is. You don't remember? I mean, I... I do remember. I just Googled it. I was correct. Okay. All right. Well, all right. <laughs> yeah. You know, just um, thought you would know uh, it off the top of your head there, Doc. Yeah. It's because people don't commonly take it. And I'm going to talk about why. It's flabacerin, I think. I don't know. I'd probably butchered the pronunciation of that. But, okay. There's a lot of back and forth about, like, do these meds actually increase? Like, it was really, like, it's it's been prescribed for increasing female sex drive. And I've had clients take it anecdotally without a whole lot of effect there's been some a lot of debate about whether or not these meds are very effective i will just say again i am not a medical doctor if you're interested in these medications please talk to a medical doctor but what i i would say is anecdotally speaking a lot of my clients that have come in saying that they have low desire or feel like they're struggling with low desire or alternatively often People that are saying they have low desire and their partners have been wanting them to try meds and do different meds, and they're often doing it because their partners want them to do it, that's another thing, uh, have not reported finding much usefulness from certain types of medications like Addy to help with increasing drive. And I think part of that reason is because libido across gender. Libido is very multidynamic, and there are a lot of things that go into increasing drive or low drive, right? Like there's certain circumstances in which the brain kind of, it, you know, and again, there's different theories on this, but it sort of looks like the brain's sort of like, yeah, now's not a good time for sex. Like, so for instance, if you're really ill, <laughs> right, or if you're really stressed and you have a lot of stress hormones, for some people that can really impact how much someone wants to have sex. It's a very, like you look at research around like uh, postpartum research, right? After mm -hmm. women have sure, children. Sure. Globally, you tend to see drops in drive. Why? Well, probably lots of reasons. Fatigue, right? Being uh, stressed first, like being a parent, right? Of a young child. Um, you're kind of negotiating time in a different way. Sometimes people also talk about something called touch oversaturation. Touch oversaturation happens often where like, you know, all of a sudden you get kids and they're constantly touching you all the time, right? And now all of a sudden being touched even more isn't as appealing, right? And well, listen, so I don't know anything about that because I don't have any children that I know about. But the point is for me, 
Is there something that, you know what? I'm not even going to say is. I understand that you're not a medical doctor, okay? But I am. I have a PhD. I'm a doctorate in love. You are. Love. I want to be very clear. Jeremiah is a doctor of nothing. That is not true. <laughs> <laughs> you are a doctor of nothing. Well. But that doesn't mean you don't have something to offer. What would you like to Agree to disagree offer, here. As the doctor of love, okay. I would say that there is a female enhancement out there. And it's called booze. And there's a really great, (laughs) great TV episode. If you'd like to learn more about it, it's a great King of Queens episode where he realizes that his wife gets a little bit more in the mood after she's had a drink. And so he keeps prepping drinks every time she comes home. And then, like, she catches on to him. So you got to be a little bit more slick about it because he, like, all of a sudden has a whole bar that he, like, rolls out of the episode. And she's like, why do you keep making me cocktails every night? And uh, then they have to have a deeper conversation about their sex life. But anyway, the point is booze. You're so welcome. I wish that everyone. You're welcome. No, you're, you are not welcome. Jeremiah, one of my favorite things about you sometimes is that you bring up common misconceptions that then we can talk about. <laughs> what do you mean <laughs> common misconception? This is a tie. This is this is tested and true no. universally on May earth. I? Humans. May I? May I? Fine. Alcohol doesn't increase drive. It lowers inhibitions. Those are two different things. Ah, Lowering, tomato, tomato. But nope, 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 nope. Listen to me. <laughs> listen to me. <laughs> the lowering of inhibitions, right? Like somebody might feeling a little anxious. Somebody might feeling a little stressed. That's not actually like that's reducing inhibitions. And part of inhibitions, sometimes maybe that's not big of that big of a deal to reduce those inhibitions. And sometimes those inhibitions are there for a reason. And people drink. And they do it in a way that now they've reduced inhibitions that actually were there for a reason. And then it creates more harm and it causes more problems. Oh, so come for instance, on. so for for You're instance ruining this. I know I'm ruining it because you made a terrible point and it's not helpful. Oh. <laughs> It's not. Okay, okay. Go ahead and be the doc and explain. I'm sorry if I made a bad point. Continue. (laughs) I'm sorry that I'm I'm, that I'm being overly harsh. However, the reason I'm being overly harsh about this one. You're not sorry. Who are you? Who are you? You can't bullshit an old bullshitter. What are you talking about? You sorry you're harsh. Rude to you about it. How about that? (laughs) So full of it. Continue. I'm sorry. That I can't feel worse about being rude to you about. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Okay. Kay. Continue. Um, but I do acknowledge I, I'm being rude to you about it. Uh, there, that misconception, right? Like, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying, like, you should never drink and be sexual, right? Like, having a glass of wine, things like that. People often like to do that to enhance the sexual experience. But there's a difference between enhancing a sexual experience and literally using and relying on alcohol, which is incredibly common, in order to have sex. Often that creates problematic patterns over time. So, for instance, one of the things I've worked with, we've talked about this before in the show, I've done a lot of work with sexual pain. Right like a lot of work. And a lot of times what that alcohol is doing is it's just numbing 
pain or reducing inhibitions or making people care less about pain. But the problem is, is it's further securing pain reflex patterns and anxiety patterns that people are having around sex. And so it actually becomes very problematic over time. And also, if I remember that episode of King of Queens, is his wife got quite pissed off. Yeah, I said that. And then I said they had a deeper conversation at the end about their sex life. Didn't I say that? I said that. Right. Why did she? You're right. But why did she get pissed off in that episode? Why do I know that? I've only seen like four episodes. How's that one of the episodes I see? Why? <laughs> I've only, I don't think I've ever watched a full episode except that episode. Honest to God. Yeah. So weird. Maybe it's the only one they show. But why? Do you remember why she got pissed? Well, not 100 percent, but I gathered it that. Felt, it felt manipulative. Fine. Yes. Yes. It, I, okay. Yes. It didn't create groovy good energy between them. No, that's why you... I said they had a difficult conversation afterwards at the end of it because he wanted more sex. He wasn't getting it. He realized the booze actually made that happen and in his belief. And so then he was making more and more drinks and then she got upset. But then they had a very, if I remember correctly, they came together and they're like, look, we should talk about this as a bigger thing than, you know, I, you know, something like that. I, I, listen, I, don't don't quote me on all of these things. I'm just saying that it fine. I read, I bring it, I take it back. <laughs> okay. Alcohol is not the greatest thing. It doesn't enhance drive. It does. It, it can reduce inhibition. And sometimes maybe like, on occasion, maybe that's not problematic, but as a pattern, it become it can become very problematic and can right. create a lot of problems. Also, that idea of like alcohol as a sexual lubricant often can interfere with people like learning how like learning their body cues more specifically and having better sex over time. Because frankly, we remember we talked about this, like we had a whole episode on sober sex. Yeah, of course. And why sober sex is so great. Right. Because you're just more in tune. Like there's a million reasons, but you're just so in tune, much more in tune with your body and what you like and what you don't like that over time, if you can learn how to like be more focused on that and maybe manage like stress or anxiety that's interfering with sex, you're going to just have better sex in the long run. I so, Listen, I agree with all these things. And of course, I don't remember that episode, but that's not the point. The point <laughs> is I wasn't saying like every single time. I know, but I'm just I'm saying out loud because it I wouldn't describe it as something that is helpful to drive in the long run. All right. It's not drive. It is lowering of inhibitions, and that might not be good. And we've all learned Sometimes, something new today. Uh, you know, Thanks a lot, Google Roulette. This game sucks. Sometimes harmless. But, <laughs> you know, like anything else, like if it's a pattern, be thoughtful about it. Um, so anyway, my point around female enhancement, which, you know, we really got into a lot of different dialogues here. So um, <laughs> my point about female enhancement drugs would Check be with the that, like, Check with a doctor. But not just check with a doctor, but like juries out on how effective they really are. And frankly, and you got to remember, I'm only seeing people when problems persist. So there might be this whole group of people I don't know about. But when I go to conferences and when I hear people talk more about these medications, the general sense that I get is that they don't have a super high reliability in that you would be like, oh, like drugs like Addy seem to have really great 
uh, effects with tons of people around low desire, right? Like that's not really the vibe that I got get. Got it. Okay. Talk about it. All right. Well, I think this is a good place to take a break because we're going to come back with part two of Google Roulette. So we'll be right back. And we're back. Part two. Google roulette. Sex topics being the duck. The last one, I kind of got verbally body slammed over my opinions, but that's okay. It's okay. That's why I'm here too, folks. I'm here to learn like you're all here to learn. We're all learning together. And thankfully, we have the doc to keep us on the road to righteousness, even though she totally destroyed my thought process in alcohol. Now I feel guilty like I did something wrong. I didn't do anything wrong. This is, this is, this is, by the way, I just want to make this clear. This was a tried and true thought process for most of people on the planet Earth. Okay. There are even, I've, I've even, I've even heard stories and don't quote me on this, but there are animals that they've given alcohol to, to help lower inhibitions in like zoos to make more animals. Right. And I don't remember the exact study. There may have been a study. I don't know. Point is, I may have been wrong, and I'm willing to accept it because I'm that humble. All right? I'm a humble man just trying to learn. So. Yeah. Are you trying to add to your supercuts? Is that, what, is that what's going it's on right no, now? I'm You're... a supercuts. It's no, it's a supercuts. My, my, my I'm humble supercuts that I'm yeah. going to be doing. I'm going to be yeah. gifting it to you. I think I'm going to wait till like, I don't know. We have, like, a certain number of episodes. It's going to be, like, we'll be like, episode 100, and it's going to be, like, supercuts. Is that what you're saying? Oh, here's Jeremiah yeah, saying how like, many times he's humble. And it'll be like 24 hours long of you just saying because I'm so humble. <laughs> we have almost enough episodes. All right. We're going to Google roulette this again. Now, this time, the doc gets to choose. We're, we're, we're finessing here as we go, fans. So the doc, I'm going to pull up this on my computer again. I'm going to type in something she wants me to. You're, she... you're, aren't you going to? I decided the phrase last time. Are you going to decide the phrase this time? I don't care. You could do decide the phrase. I'm just going to pick. You're going. I'm going to okay. give you the cool. options to pick what you want to talk about. Okay. 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 What would I you mean, like? That, to... You let me pick last time too, but I'm fine having all the control. Sure, let's do this. Oh, God, that that stung. <laughs> that was rough. <laughs> okay. Okay. So go ahead, Doc. Have all the control. Pick. What would you what? like me to type hey, you're in? You're giving it to me, man. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, um, the most unique sexual Okay, only three things came up. The most unique sexual astrology sign, the most unique <laughs> <laughs> sexual things on Netflix. And finally, the most unique sexual culture. Mm. Man. Do, 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 well, do, I definitely do, don't know do. one or two, and I absolutely really don't know three, but like, what it click on the most unique sexual culture. Okay, I'm clicking. What does that even mean? I mean, it was a terrible phrase for me to give you because I don't even know what that means. Like, Unusual how do you sexual practices from around the world. Oh my gosh. Okay, actually, I wish our fans me... could see the picture they put up. It's utterly terrifying. Actually, you know what? I know what to talk about with that. Okay. 
All right. Well, it was well, a stupid I phrase mean, for me. Hang on a second. Hang on a second. There's like a list down here. Yeah, uh, you know what? We, I don't even think we need to do this. Can I? May I? I'm, by the way, about... I'm never going to look that up again. I don't know what okay. these things are, but they look terrifying. Continue. Okay. Well, but the reason, so that was a terrible one for me to give you. I just made it up. But the reason it's terrible is like when I think about the idea, the reason I'm realizing that is when I think about the idea of something being sexually unique is that that is completely uh, culturally relative, right? Like when we think of uniqueness, we think of something being um, statistically atypical or quote unquote. Okay, 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 I got something. So like, so, okay. So like in, uh, I want to say it was when I was in uh, Dubai that men walk around holding hands. Now, I know that's not like a sexual thing, but that's what you mean by like culturally. That was something that I was like, what's going on around here? And to my knowledge, these these men are all heterosexual men, and they they part of the culture of like friendship and kindness. So they hold hands if they have great feeling for one another. That's what you mean by like culturally. I just want to like that's what you're kind of talking about, right? Things things well, that seem yeah, strange I mean, to uh, us here in like America, but well, like, someplace else be different. I mean. Technically, that would probably be more about like gender roles and gender dynamics and how they intersect with like sexual orientation. I'm just orientation, giving an right? example. So for, oh my God. But, but, but yeah, but, but, but what I'm talking about is relevant to what you're saying, right? Okay. So like the reason that I just delineate that is because, well, I think it's important, right? Like we have ideas of like masculinity here in the U.S., right? And those ideas about masculinity don't often make space for anything other than heterosexuality. And there's a lot of internalized and sort of ingrained homophobia in what being masculine is. And so men holding hands, right, is both about like in the U.S. to like, I guess, straight identifying men holding hands, right? Well, why don't we do that here? Well, frankly, the answer is simple because of homophobia. And so it's nice to hear that in a different country, maybe that that's not playing a role. Yeah. And don't right? quote me. I'm pretty sure it was in Dubai. I'm not looking it up right now right. on the old Google machine. But the doc, you – all right. I just want to use that as an example of something that I'd experienced yeah, so we, point we're is, all on yes, the page here. Yeah. So like that would be an example of maybe like – cultural relativity around masculinity and maybe to a certain degree around s sexual orientation or sexuality, right? Where they don't hold that maybe in the same meaning that historically maybe people do in the U.S. But this idea of like, when I say that like what is seen as sexually unique or different, the idea of difference is often very culturally and historically relative. So culturally relative would be this idea of like, what we see as normal here in the U.S., you go to maybe a certain part of the country, another country, like, I don't know, like somewhere in Asia, and they might be like, that's really strange. That's really weird, right? And right. vice versa, we might look at maybe some of the really common themes of pornography or sexual acts that people are interested in, and we might go, well, that's really weird. But none of us actually have the ultimate truth on, like, what's normal and what's unique, right? Because it really is more about kind of what is relative to, like, where you are culturally. The historical relativity piece is that, like, for instance, not that long ago in U.S. history, it used to be perfectly legal to marry under somebody under the age of 13. Whoa. Now it's a sex crime. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That is that would be historical relativity. Right. Meaning that, like, as cultures move, evolve, what is, quote unquote, normal is decided by the culture and it's decided about where that culture is literally in history, in space and in time. And that's mm -hmm. always changing. 
and it's always evolving, right? For instance, the idea of like queerness, like queer sort of sexual orientations and identities, right, is becoming more and more part of normative culture versus like it used it. I mean, obviously, there's still stigma and there's still like issues that need to continue to be attended to. But that's something that as we keep evolving, right, like people's attitudes and feelings about that are evolving along with it. And and you have more and more people identifying with like LGBTQ queer identities than if you compare that to 50 years ago. And it's not because more people just have like more intense. It's about cultural acceptability. Well, that's right? because back in the day, if you were, you know, gay or LGBTQ or something like that, that was, you know, you were just the choir teacher who lived by himself kind of a thing like in the 50s right there's movies about that i'm not making that up i saw it in a movie so right. you know different different things at different time right yeah i mean like basically this idea that like we all like kind of hang on their our hats on this idea of like like well for sex to be healthy it needs to be normal but the reality is like normal is not really a cue or indicator of what sexual health actually means all it means is it's what's most popular and agreed upon at the time. And it's fucking random. <laughs> like, <laughs> right? It is random. Yeah. And usually sexual health is much more about, you know, how do you feel about the things that you're doing? How do they impact you? How do they impact other people? Is everybody feeling good and groovy about it? Great. If not, then that might be a problem, right? Sure, That's sure. what sexual health is often much more about. How does it affect the individual? How does it affect others? And I think, and on usually a very individualized basis, but interestingly, culturally, we've gotten very attached to this idea of like, norm, and we've talked about this in previous podcasts, this idea that like normal equals health and it yeah. equals sexual health and being a sexually healthy person. And like, I would, if I could like wave a wand over the world, I would try to divorce people of that idea. Because also just because something is atypical, right? Meaning that somebody might, and we've talked before about this too, like unique or deviant or atypical, the word side note deviant comes is a statistical term. It just means it deviates from the norm. And I know I've said this before on the show, yep, like many, many Le times. LeBron James, statistical deviant, right? Yes. In his height, yep. in his athletic ability, probably is in, in his intelligence, if I had to guess, because he seems pretty damn smart to me. Yeah, very um, smart. Like, like. Those are all statistical deviances, but the word deviant we've really often associated with this very negative connotation, but all it really means is that it's atypical. And there are lots of different ways to be atypical that are quite wonderful and amazing. Atypicality doesn't necessarily mean something is problematic. And so rewriting that, and I, I say that because like I, I said that phrase and then I, of course that's what came up, right? Like, like, isn't this crazy that somebody does this in another country? And it's like, well, it's all about where you're sitting. <laughs> right. Cause there it's not crazy at all. Right. Right. Because it's their norm, right? Mm -hmm. We, we assume what's, it's all well, based I, I, on I, like I give you a perfect example. Experience. You know, so like when you were teasing me a few episodes ago about the musical that I wrote about a guy the living with a dead body, right? Well, when I was looking stuff up, you know, there are things in other countries where like it's a festival that this one tribe does every year. They like dig up uh, and they pull out their their dead relatives and they clean the bodies up and they put like suits on them and they all hang out and have like a big dinner. And then they put them back in the thing and rebury them. And that's what they do. So, you know, this crazy thing that I did over here about the story about this guy living with a dead body. But over in this other 
country. Like it's like, no, yeah, that's a that's our festival every year at this time of year. We do that. Why does that seem so strange to you? So I guess like right. it would apply sexually, you know, yeah. that, like, you just... know, things that we would be like, oh, clutching the pearls. How could you right. possibly think that that's acceptable? You know? Yeah. Like, I mean, I there are still, that... we talked about another podcast, like, you know, there are still laws on the books from like the turn of the century where like, you know, what is it? Anal play is against the law. <laughs> you know, like stuff I mean, like that. that. Some of that stuff was only like 15 years ago or 10. Like, Crazy. on the state. Crazy. Like, but yeah, I mean, I think that the part that like, it's always kind of a, a bummer for me, right? It's this idea that like, and this is probably more just generally speaking, right? I don't even, it, it applies a lot to sexual health, but I think it also applies a lot in general mental health and kind of how we, in emotional health and relational health, right? We spend so much time judging and critiquing that that is different that we miss the opportunity to see like the like to be curious about it and see like the amazing aspects of all of that diversity right like being curious about like oh other people feel differently why do they feel differently let me understand why they feel differently and interestingly the people that do more of that tend to have better relationships and better functioning and better there functionality right right you know i think we all, and again, not to get super preachy on it, but like from a mental health standpoint, getting really stuck in your sense of absolute rightness and absolute truth about what is and isn't like the right or right way to live about something or whatever is rarely like getting stuck in that rarely helpful. It often causes a lot of problems. And in sexual health, there's been a lot of that. And right. I can imagine. And I could keep going on that, but I won't. And it's like a deeper dive than we want philosophically. Listen, absolutely. But you know what? I really got to say I like this game. I want to keep this a segment because I think it's cool. Like we kind of like ebbed and flowed through a lot of things. I was shamed a bit. Like it all seemed to balance out in the end. <laughs> you know, so I think that this was great. And this will be a subject we come back to. A little bit of a the old Google roulette. The Google sexual roulette. What are we even to call this? We're just saying Google roulette. Is that good enough? I don't know. I have no idea. As long as Google doesn't sue us. Like, Google's sure. not going to sue us. We're not doing a podcast called Google Roulette. We're just doing an episode with the name I mean, and I it'll be fine. Google, I don't understand. I don't understand the rules. Don't sue us. It's not a thing. All right. Anyway, thank you, Doc, for everything that you do for so many, as I always say, but it is true, even though... I, you know, got shot down a little bit today. I did learn you were right. It was a good learning thing for me to know the difference. It's not an enhancement. Booze is not an enhancement. It's a lower of uh, in inhibitions, right? Am I right with that? I mean, I. <laughs> it's very tricky to say. Really, yes. For the most part, I would say that booze is probably more lowering inhibitions, and perhaps at times that can allow like arousal or interest to peak through more. No, don't, now you're getting but, the weeds. Now I don't understand again. Now I'm confused. You know what? I'm going to well, go we'll back do to it what in you, another episode. Yeah, we'll talk well, more you know about what? We're going to stick to my what. Point is, my point is, it's nuanced. It's not as simple as like you drink beer, you drink a glass of wine, and your sex drive goes up. Oh, okay, fine. Great. Okay. As I was saying, thank you for all that you do. It is a pleasure to learn from you. That's what we do here at the University of Pleasure. And uh, you stop, like, stop giggling at me. <laughs> Trying to, to close this episode up. <laughs> but You're I, so irritated. It's so great. I'm not irritated. <laughs> Fine with all of this. <laughs> But truthfully, thank you, Doc, for everything you do for so many. And uh, thank you to all of our listeners for stopping in. As always, we appreciate all of you. We hope the podcast helps 
be kind to each other. Things are crazy out there. And uh, hopefully we'll be able to see you live at some point. And uh, we'll talk to you again next week. Bye, Doc. Bye. This episode of the University of Pleasure was produced, directed, and edited by me, Jeremiah James. It was written by Dr. Tara Jansen and me, Jeremiah James. The University of Pleasure theme music was written by the incomparable Robert Felstein. Additional multimedia support by associate producer Kyle Binkley. And please remember, we want to be as inclusive as possible of the diverse experiences of others here at the University of Pleasure. So please email us your suggestions for topics that might be suited to you directly, questions, feedback, or just really great sex stories at contact at universityofpleasure.com. And if you enjoyed this episode, please remember to like, share, and subscribe to all of our social media. 